Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. watch the hot chick oh no <laughs> what? <laughs> you said that like you hated it i tried very hard to keep a poker face so you wouldn't know how i felt about the movie mm-hmm. we watched it about 24 hours ago we did what do you think i think <laughs> i think you didn't like it did it hold up for you no oh thank god no i was like i because i remember when i saw it like, I saw it in the theater, and I remember being surprised that I liked it as much as I did. It came out in 2002. Yeah. And it has not aged very well, because it is essentially an hour and 44 minute long gay joke. <laughs> yes. I think I only saw it in the theater, and then maybe once after. Okay. Like, in, you know, the couple of years after it was released. And I remember always thinking, like, oh, yeah, that was kind of funny. But I never was like, oh, it's my favorite movie or anything like that. Yeah. I just remember being surprised that I enjoyed it because <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, this looks really stupid. It did not age well. It is a victim of a lot of the gay jokes that happened a lot in the early 2000s. It stars Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. It is co-written by Rob Schneider and Tom Brady, not mm-hmm. the football player. No. Nor the stand-up comedian now known as Tom Dakar. Thacker. Thacker. I, I never think. know how he pronounces his last name because his name is Tom Brady. It is. But, but he goes by, uh, I think, like his mother's maiden name or yeah. something like that now. But I've been friends with him <laughs> as Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. I know. I met him when he was still Tom Brady. Yeah. Which he is so unbelievably funny he is Um, really really tom brady who wrote this movie however Mm -hmm. um he also co-wrote the animal with rob schneider oh with rob schneider yeah and um yeah (laughs) he also directed the movie too yeah i saw that i think i hated this more than the sweetest thing really oh my god i found this so offensive on so many different levels it is gay bash after gay bash after like oh he's gay like i think they almost had a redeeming thing because rachel mcadams little brother mm-hmm. is very into wearing makeup and her clothes and, and her stuff. clothes you almost you know well it just doesn't seem like they're they do have a scene where 
the little brother's talking about how you always accepted me. Mm-hmm. So that's how he was able to tell that she was inside Rob Schneider's body. Yeah. But then I think she calls him like, all right, you little freak. Which No, I'm just, she calls him a little weirdo. A little weirdo or yeah. whatever. And I was just like, it totally devalued that touching moment for yeah. me. I just I, hated it so much. Again, it's one of those movies that you kind of have to look at through a different lens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, the jokes didn't age well, but I mean, neither did jokes in Animal House or like Slapshot. Like, they didn't age well. Yeah, but those both those movies are from the 70s. This yes, movie is but from this the movie, 2000s. Yes, but you are forgetting that that was how it was in 2002. That is absolutely fair. Yeah, I, I feel like things have didn't... have a joke on my second album where the title of the joke is offensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ugh. And the joke itself is offensive. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, Would this yeah. movie get made today as is? Fuck no. no. Fuck no. You know what? It did get remade today. Even better, it got made as freaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It did. Yeah. That's what I was actually thinking of when the movie started. I was like, you know what? This is just like the movie Freaky, but I would much rather talk about Freaky than Yeah, that was a really this. good... Wasn't it supposed to be called Freaky Friday the 13th or something? Yeah. That would have been such a good title. Yeah, freaky is about Vince Vaughn playing a serial killer who swaps body with, uh, with a high school girl. Yes. So there are stakes because he's killing people inside her body. In her body, yeah. This has really no major stakes no all it is is she has a cheerleading competition and the prom so it's like really shallow stakes and he inside of her body is out robbing men stripping and robbing men and kicking them in the crotch a lot yeah if you were worried that this would only be offensive to gay people. Don't worry, because there's also a Korean mother. Who, oh, um, I, when I saw that, I was like, God damn it. I totally forgot about that part. There's a half black, half Korean girl in the movie. Who goes by Keisha, even though her name is Ling Ling. Her name is Ling Ling. Because she more closely identifies with her black heritage than her Korean heritage. And her mom just keeps going, hey, Ling Ling. And like, just being like a, you know, she's just being a mom. But she's so embarrassed by the fact that her mom is Korean. So then her mom starts doing really gross cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she like has like a, an Adidas tracksuit on and like big gold chains and she's driving a car with like crazy hydraulics. I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> Rob Schneider's half Filipino. He's a quarter Filipino. Quarter for Filipino? Okay. Yes. It, it's but just, yes, he should yeah. know better. Yeah. But again, I really... <sighs> I've never really liked Rob Schneider. I actually enjoy Rob Schneider. And I did like this movie when it came out. It didn't age well. So I'm kind of like, eh. But I, I've i always kind of liked him because I heard he was such a really nice guy. Like his daughter, Elle King. Yeah, his daughter is very talented. She is very <laughs> talented. <from> that. <laughs> his daughter, Elle King, actually. So I used to work at this um, summer camp in Pennsylvania for a summer. And it's this um, all girls, like Jewish, mainly Jewish girls go there. Like Howard Stern's daughters went there. His daughter, L. King, actually did one of the teen tours. So they just kind of stay there for like overnight. And then they end up like traveling all around the U.S. or something like that. And she was 
I never, I didn't meet her, but everyone who did said she was such a delight that she was super funny. And, you know, she was only, I think, 17 at the time, but everybody really liked her. So because of that, I was like, well, Rob Schneider can't be such a bad guy if, you know, he raised her. Yeah, he's probably a good dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I did think was funny was Adam Sandler as the hippie guy. Yeah, Adam Sandler is funny in this. And he he just has a cameo. He just like works in the kind of like the shop where they get the earrings that do the body transformation. I don't mm-hmm. really know what it's called cuz it's not like it's not a head shop, but it's like a it's like a natural, I don't know. It's one of those stores it's that like one sells of those drums where you can buy and, like African knickknacks and shit. Yeah, it's yeah. it's basically you just get tchotchkes but they look like they're artifacts. Yeah. He was really funny because he wasn't really putting on cuz he had a like big dreadlocks and when i saw him i was like god i can't remember if he does like a bad jamaican accent or not Mm -hmm. and he didn't he's just like soft-spoken and he's clearly just a guy who smokes a lot of weed yeah (laughs) and he was really funny this is rachel mcadams big starring debut Mm -hmm. what's funny is i thought (laughs) it was weird that all of these high school kids were played by people who were like 47 and stuff. They were um, in their 20s. <laughs> yeah. They were all like mid to late 20s mm-hmm. but and look like it. Yes. But the same year that this came out, Rachel McAdams was in a movie called Perfect Pie playing Patsy, age 15. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no way Rachel McAdams was passing for 15. Dude, I don't know. Well, two years after this, she did The Notebook. So that was like her big breakout role. And Mean Girls two years after this, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so Mean Girls and The Notebook were like her huge, huge successful movies. So, I mean, part of me wonders if she was cast in Mean Girls because of this movie, that she could play the bitchy girl, but still, like, seem really sweet and kind to, like, adults and stuff, that she could do that, like, two-faced thing on a dime. I don't know. I wonder if this had anything to do with it. I don't know if it did. Probably not, but... I think she's very good. She doesn't get a lot to do in this movie because no. they really just follow Rob Schneider. But you kind of yeah. set up at the and beginning. And Anna Ferris was the bigger star at the right. time. I used to like Anna Ferris a lot, but this movie has made me kind of dislike everyone. You can't do it. that though. It's not their fault. And this is also like twenty years ago. I know. You need to take these things into consideration. Like I you know. have an album that. You're I'm not proud facetious. of anymore. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank God. Because I love Anna Ferris. And oh, so do I. I, she's, I think she's absolutely delightful. And she actually is pretty good in this. Mm-hmm. They didn't give her a lot to work with, but she did a good job of just kind of being in awe of Rob Schneider the whole time. Yeah, I, I thought she did a good job. I wonder who Rob Schneider's butt double was. I don't think he had a butt double. I don't think that's his butt. Rob Schneider, I think, is one of those people who just likes to be naked. Like, there's at least one that I can think of off the top of my head, mm. SNL sketch, where he's naked. Okay. That was another thing that it made me feel like Louis C.K. uncomfortable, because with him writing it, it's basically like, is there a way that I could show my 39-year-old <laughs> dick to however young of actresses we can get to play the high school kids because but he doesn't really I would like do, to do that. that multiple times i don't know no on the front i'm sure he had like a cock sock on or something oh like yeah that, but it's still like mm, that's pretty gross in fairness i totally understood 
why they did that. Because in 2002, I was very interested in what penises looked like. (laughs) But in 2002, when you were 20, did you really care what a 40-year-old's dick looked like? Or did you want to see what a guy's dick close to your own age looked like? I don't know. I kind of just wanted to, like, know. This is going to sound so bad. But I honestly just, like really didn't see a lot of penises in high school at all. So when I got to college, I was like in my, you know, when I turned 20, I was like kind of curious about what they looked like. (laughs) I don't know. It made sense to me that they would be like, let me see it. All right. Because I probably would have done the same thing. Like if one of my, like if in some weird, crazy world, one of my best friends became a man, I'd be like, can I see your penis? What is it like to have a penis? Do you sit on your balls? Like I would just ask all these weird questions. (laughs) Because I would just, I don't know, you're just, when you're that young, you're so full of hormones, you're just so horny all the time. Okay, I'll give that to you. Okay. (laughs) Also, uh, let's not forget that it isn't just gay people and black people and Asians Mm -hmm. who could be offended by this movie. (laughs) Uh, Overweight people, too, because there's a overweight girl named Hindenburg. And they never say what her actual name is. They just continue to call her that. Rob Schneider loved the line, that's a huge bitch, so much that he used it in Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Well, actually, he used it there first, and then he used it here. Okay. Let's make fun of mental illness, too. When they frame the other cheerleader for shoplifting, the security guards say, let's go, Winona. Oh, as yeah. a Winona Ryder reference. It's yeah. Just, uh, well, and I remember not liking that joke in the theater either because I was like, Adam Sandler did Mr. Deeds with Winona Ryder. Like, why would. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He. Yeah. One of Adam Sandler's movies had Winona Ryder as like the love interest. And I remember being like, well, that's in poor taste. Like, even then I was like, that's not a good idea to do that because it's like it just seems like a cheap shot at someone who he worked with and he was producing this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Ebert uh, included it on his most hated list. Good news, though, it is an award winning movie. <laughs> Did it win some Razzies? Yes. I'm trying to figure out exactly which one Rob Schneider won for. I wanted to say worst actor of the century because of it. Uh huh. But just maybe- of the year. I don't know if it was just of the year. Mm. Um, well, because they do them yearly, so I would imagine it's like yeah, worst but this actor movie's of that really year. fucking bad. Though. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I liked about it. There was a Lens song that's not on Lens one album, mm-hmm. so it was cool getting to hear a new getting Lens to hear song. that. Oh my god! Yes, Rob Schneider won worst actor of the decade. Wow! Because of this movie, um, I remember at the time, like when this came out thinking like this was really funny and he did such a good job like impersonating like a girly girl and then when we were watching it i was like oh he's so just being like a terrible stereotype of a teenage girl it was not great (laughs) i mean i definitely still laughed there are a few things that i still laughed at but at the time when I first saw this, I remember laughing the whole way through it, and so did my friends, and then... It did win one positive award, though. Oh, God, what's that? It won a Taurus Award, which is a stunt person award. Dorenda Moore won that for the pillow fight scene. She plays the stunt woman that gets tossed into the wall and dents the wall. Yes! Yes, that was a pretty cool shot. Yeah, the I mean, there weren't a ton of stunts in this, but the ones that they did do seemed 
Like, they were well done and well choreographed so that I don't think anybody got injured. That's such a weird thing to compliment a movie on. <laughs> like, the stunts looked nice. <laughs> Let's kind of go through the basic plot. It's basically Rachel McAdams is a mean girl and her friends are all her followers, I guess. She ends up getting these earrings. She drops one at a gas station that happens to be being robbed. And so Rob Schneider is the robber. I kept trying to see if the gas station clerk who isn't credited at all mm-hmm. might have been Dean Cameron Chainsaw from Summer School. Oh, yeah, yeah. Couldn't but tell. I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. And I don't see anyone listed at oh. all in the credits yeah, for that. I don't know. But Dean Cameron ended up going bald mm-hmm. pretty quickly. So I'm going to guess it probably wasn't him. Yeah, that guy had a full head of hair. Yeah. Uh, Rob Schneider is robbing that gas station as he's trying to leave. Rachel McAdams pulls up to get full service, which gas stations don't do that anymore. I think there was one that I knew of like 20 years ago, and it was in DeLand, Florida, near where my grandparents lived. Um, Um, I don't remember if it was like Malibu or like Santa Monica or something like that, but I remember going to a gas station and it was only full service. And I was just like, God damn it. Now I got a tip. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay for this shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it could be because it does take place in California. That's that, true. That's true. Know, so she pulls that. up for yeah. full service and Rob Schneider to kind of hide that he's just robbed the store or robbed the gas station pretends to do like the full service thing. And she's shitty to him. Like he she's like, can you check the oil? And he pops the hood. And while he's under there, she starts beeping the horn. And she's like, oops sorry so he hits his head and like she ends up dropping the earring he finds it they both put them in their ears fall asleep with them in because that's what you do apparently and then they wake up in different bodies chaos ensues rachel mcadams needs to try to figure or well rob schneider needs to try to figure out what happened how he got you know, how she got stuck in this body. They somehow managed to figure it out, which I don't really (laughs) understand. It was like the witchy girl was basically like, it could be a curse. And then magically pulls up these earrings. And she's like, those are my earrings. Uh, They also, um, well, they also think that it's like someone who hates her. A series of things that it could be. Yeah. She's also, they find the news footage of Rachel McAdams. Yeah, beating up. Body beating up. Yeah. Yeah. They figure it out. They go back to the artifact store. The lady tells them what they need to do. Like, you got to get them back together before the full moon or you're going to be stuck like this forever. So they have to find her and they have to figure out how to get her to like their cheerleading competition as Rob Schneider. So he just wears like a mascot costume. (laughs) And then apparently it's totally fine that he's cheerleading. Because he gets a job as a janitor there. Yeah. So they're like, janitors can be mascots, so it's totally fine. You guys win. And then the prom happens. It all seems like these big events that she's like been looking forward to the whole movie are kind of like skimmed over. Mm-hmm. They do a cheerleading scene where they're at the competition, but it's like one scene. I will say from having written comedy scripts. It's pretty formulaic. It, no, it's very hard to have like high enough stakes in a comedy movie like the one that dj and i wrote Mm -hmm. the one that's basically some like it hot in a furry convention Mm -hmm. it's it's very hard to balance well how do you make the stakes high enough but you also keep 
the mood light enough. That's why a movie like Freaky, I think, does such a great job because it does marry a couple different genres where I think this one underachieved and did a good job of underachieving because it just tries to be one thing. Yeah. A body swap comedy. Yeah, it's a body swap comedy. It's something that's been done so many other times and so much better. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing I was realizing on the rewatch. Like, again, I did laugh a few times. You know, there were funny moments. But on the whole, it wasn't great. And this movie just doesn't, it really doesn't live up to all of the other body swap movies at all. Maybe I'm spoiled because we watched Freaky and it was so good. And I also sort of felt like I didn't really care all that much about the characters. No. <laughs> like, Rachel McAdams is not likable. Like, the only person she's really nice to is Anna Ferris, kind of, and her boyfriend. Yeah, she doesn't really have a character arc where she learns how to be a good get person. Get by without just being the hot chick. Yes. She doesn't learn any lessons at all. No, it doesn't really seem like it at all. She's just kind of like, I should be nicer. And she doesn't even really say that. She just is kind of like, I'm so relieved that I'm back to being me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it. I mean, she ends up being like nicer to some of the girls that she made fun of because they help her. Yeah. Like they have no reason to help her. No, they she's, really don't. She which so I sort of thought that was weird. Like the way they get the girl who's called Hildenberg to help her is she's like you have no idea what it's like to wake up every day and have to shave your chin and then she's like yes I do and then they hug. I'm like that's yeah. listen. Hormones are weird. Sometimes you get stray hairs on your face as a girl. It happens. Tell me about it. I Listen, am all over. I have a you, full goddamn beard. I know. I get them on my chin sometimes, and I'm like, oh, my God. It just happens. You know what? That doesn't make me think any less of you. If you had said, no, this movie holds up, I would say that we're done with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think pretty early on in the movie, I was like, ooh, this isn't going to hold up, I don't think, because 2002. I fucking hated this movie okay uh, you know what i'm so bad at this like i it was either the flintstones or the hot chick and you were like flintstones because it was shorter i was like i don't know i think you might like the hot chick <laughs> so bad at this the good news is there is no way i can hate the flintstones as much as i hated this well that's good news yeah <laughs> here is good news for the podcast I think between this and The Sweetest Thing, I've already scraped the bottom of the barrel (laughs) of movies that you're going to pick. Yeah. So I think from here on out, it's only up. We can only hope. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the other thing about trying to pick movies is because you have seen so many movies. There are a ton of movies that I loved growing up that you've already seen. So it's really hard to find movies. I can't help it that I'm just very cultured. Oh, my God. And the other thing is that because we've been together for so long, I've already made you watch a lot of the really good movies that I like that you hadn't seen. Yeah, but I already made you watch a lot of the good movies. I've already, like, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. Oh, my God. Don't talk to me. You are the last dragon. You possess the power of the globe. That song is so long. 
Isn't it like nine minutes long? Yeah, seven or nine minutes. It's so long, and most of it is just that line. Yeah. You the are last, the last dragon. I think the last three or four minutes is just that. It's just that over the, and ooh. over and over again. I was do, like, do, 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 do. And you've made me listen to it all the way through more than once. Yeah. It is so rude. I need to favorite it on Spotify <laughs> no. now that I've joined the uh, 21st century. I know. I was kind of whatever about Spotify. Now that we have the paid account for the family, it's changing my life. Like, (laughs) I don't know why I thought Apple Music was better. (laughs) It's not. I've wanted to listen to Ramon's Loco Live for a while, but I didn't want to dig through my CDs. (laughs) I know. We still have CDs in our basement. Like, a lot. And then, you know, rip it to the computer and everything. And I didn't want to buy it again. I know. So, yeah, yeah, Spotify, it's paid for this month just from that one album because I didn't have to rebuy it. This is not an ad, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. If you go to Spotify.com right now and use coupon code WATCH. Nothing will happen. (laughs) Not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. Here is some trivia from a previous episode that's killing me that I forgot to say, but I want to get it out. Okay. Just in case someone listens and says, oh my God, I can't believe he didn't even talk about this big thing with the Sentinel. Oh God. Do you remember? I told you about it afterwards. Someone was supposed to do the film score for the sentinel oh yeah but ended up taking a different job instead which arguably changed not only his life but changed movies yep completely and that is john williams turned down the sentinel to score star wars yep best move he ever made yeah Because I don't know if you've ever seen any of the footage of Star Wars without music, but uh, John Williams' score really helps turn a pretty good movie into a great movie. Yes. I mean, the music is just as legendary as the movie itself. When you hear the Star Wars theme, you know. When you hear the Darth Vader theme, you know what it is. Yeah. It's amazing. He made the right call. When I was taking Benji out today, I was singing the Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark theme song to him. You were? And I was like, oh, I should listen to some John Williams. And I ended up listening to a few songs from the Star Wars, original Star Wars trilogy. And that music just hits me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, More so than having a brand new Lens song and (laughs) the hot chick. Yeah. Actually, a lot of the music in this movie was pretty decent. Yeah, it was not bad. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the trivia for this, and this was the movie debut of Ashley Simpson. <laughs> yes, and Michelle Branch. Michelle Branch, who plays the DJ, and and I actually bought her, trying to think, I bought her CD, like, the day it came out, because I love that Everywhere song. I think I was 18 when it came out. Mm-hmm. So, I, I remember when I watched this movie, I was like, it's Michelle Branch, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Michelle Branch is very talented. She's very talented. Yeah. And I listened to that CD over and over and over and over again for yeah, two years. Yeah, the cast of this movie is pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Two dads in the movie. One's played by Michael O'Keefe from Caddyshack, mm-hmm. who plays kind of like jock bro dad. Yes. And uh, Robert Davi, who is the Fratelli brother who isn't Joey Pants in Goonies. Yes. 
and he's <laughs> just this completely detached dad who's doing a model kit, only half listening to his wife. Yeah. And I really enjoyed seeing Robert Davi do a role completely unlike anything he's normally done where he always plays some sort of heavy because he's so menacing yeah. but he's just this guy who's completely checked out yeah he's <laughs> he thinks his wife is crazy and he's just like don't be stupid like just stop being annoying yeah <laughs> and then he just is making an airplane model it's really yeah. funny yeah the supporting cast of this movie was really good yeah i think it shows right out of the gate what a good actor rachel mcadams is Mm -hmm. yeah i would like to have seen more of that storyline instead of focusing so much much on on rob Rob schneider Schneider. but you know like we said rob schneider produced it and co-wrote it so yeah i mean it was his movie you know he was the at the time he was the selling point so and i think he is very deserving of the award of worst actor (laughs) of the uh, decade you know i mean i guess rob schneider he's better with an ensemble he can't really carry a movie on his own, which, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad actor. It just means that some people just have like a certain charm where they can just lead everybody. And it's and it's not that Rob Schneider's a lot like Nick Swartzen, where he's best when he's just showing up having one silly scene in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Give, him, give either of them more to do and fucking forget it yeah i feel like it's just a thing where he's better short form that's a nicer way of saying than in very small (laughs) doses well i just think like because i mean i like it i liked him on snl yeah he did the form of a a sketch yeah like i thought he was great so i understand oh oh, he wasn't that was david spade wasn't no No, that was was rob schneider yeah Yeah, the making copies guy like i always really enjoy his sketches so it's not like I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think I could do a movie. I don't think I'm that charming. But I think I could be entertaining in short form, like, in a sketch. Even if I only had a line, I'm sure I would be fine. I know I'm not a superstar. Like, you know, some people you just know they just have it. Yeah. Uh, And I don't think Rob Schneider does. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean, is that it's it's not that he's bad. He's just not a superstar. He's just not a lead. Yeah. And that's fine. Well, it's fine, except for he was the lead in a movie that you made me watch. So that was... <laughs> well, to be fair... To be to fair. To be fair. It was a Happy Madison production. You know, and I think yeah, Adam Sandler... All fucking movies are Happy Madison productions. I know, Exactly. I think Adam Sandler is just in the business of, like, letting his friends make movies that they want to make. Yeah. And I don't think that's so bad. A lot of his movies aren't that great, but some of them are okay. Like the um, the wrong Missy. I ended up actually liking that. So did I. They're not the best movies in the world, but I don't know. I mean, Rob Schneider pops up a lot, and yeah, because Adam Sandler likes to make movies where he gets to hang out with his buddies. Exactly. And that's great. Yes, and, and I'm I not didn't... disagreeing with you that this is a like. Yes, this is a bad movie. And at the time, I really liked it. No, what I'm saying is that you are a bad person. <laughs> oh, my God. For making me watch this bad movie. You're fired. <laughs> I know. I love you. I love you, too. Oh, no. He's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> no. So what were you saying about Rob Schneider being oh, a man. good guy? I'm bummed out now. Yeah, like, as... Or, like... In 2015, he fought against the California Senate Bill 277, which removed exemptions to mandatory vaccinations due to personal beliefs. 
I don't really care about his politics. My feeling during the whole Gina Carano thing was, mm-hmm. who fucking cares? You know, I don't. Like, I don't expect every single person that to I to think enjoy the way that I do. Mo- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and as I, long as they don't do anything to hurt evil, me, yeah, to hurt to hurt me or to hurt people. You know, he's yeah. just expressing. I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation about vaccination, so. You know, he's just doing what he thinks is right, ultimately. Yeah, but if anyone's going to take any vaccination advice from fucking Rob Schneider or Jenny McCarthy, <laughs> then, you know. You know, then it's that's your own fault. Yeah. yeah, I care about as much what Jenny McCarthy and Rob Schneider have to say about vaccines as much as I do a scientist, what they have to say about cinematography. You yeah. Know? Like, I it's just like, you don't <laughs> stay in your lane. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All well, right. This was the hot chick. And uh, I'm really sorry that you hated it and that it was bad. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. It didn't hold up. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> How mad are you? I'm pretty fucking mad. Are you really? No, <laughs> it's just a fucking movie. I know. It doesn't matter. I know. Yeah. If we watched this in 2002, you probably would have enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, probably. I mean, the good news is that we didn't rent it. It was just streaming on HBO Max, so we didn't have to pay for it. No, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. thank you for listening to You Made Me Watch. Sorry. Uh, if you'd like to leave a comment and let us know how shitty <laughs> or, or what the shittiest Rob Schneider movie you've ever seen was. No. What about um, leave a comment about just the shittiest movie you've ever seen? Like, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Or what's the movie that you thought was good and then you rewatched it? recently and realized how much it sucked yeah like it didn't age well or something or it just was really bad yeah that's a good idea reach out either on our facebook group or uh leave a uh, a review with a comment about uh what's what movie did you really enjoy that did not age well yeah all right cool well again thank you so much for listening yeah and on behalf of allison and myself bye bye, bye.